0: With me in stereo is Temba Masek, who is, of course, the former Director General of the Public Service and Administration Department, as well as Public Works. He was also a former spokesperson for government um, until 2011, when he stood up against the Guptas and was sacked. Um, But he now wears a new hat. He is the Director of Communications at Business Leadership South Africa. Temba, welcome to the show. Uh, How does it feel to wear a private sector hat? and an important one at that?
1: Well, it feels quite good. I'm now having the opportunity to interact with the top 80 CEOs in the country. And I'm quite amazed to find that, in fact, these are true South Africans in the true sense of the word. The people who have set up large corporations who are truly committed to South Africa, want to make a difference, and they wanted me to partner with them to make South Africa a better country for all. And I'm really welcoming and appreciating the opportunity to work with them.
0: But since 2011, uh, you also have been an entrepreneur and in business. Uh, you ran your own company. Tell us about it.
1: Well, we we, we tried. We I was part of a, a very <coughs> small company that had interests in IT, particularly biometrics. Uh, it was a business that was set up by an old mate of mine. Um, and we sold that business about th- three years ago to EOH. Um, And I was looking for new opportunities, and BLSA came to the party.
0: Mm. But let's talk about BLSA. Um, It represents the big businesses in South Africa, the big names, the big entrepreneurs. Um, How much interaction is there between these CEOs, uh, or uh, is it a few individuals who drives it?
1: Well, it's a very interesting organization because when I came on board, I was wondering if these CEOs would have time to pay attention to the issues that BLSA wanted to focus on. But as I came to the party, I joined the organization, I was amazed by the amount of time that these CEOs, I mean, we're talking about CEO of Investec, Discovery, Standard Bank, Anglo American, Anglo Ashanti, all of them making themselves available to deal with the issues that are actually facing the nation. We've got a, a council that is made up of 80 CEOs and they t- attend meetings at least every six, year, six weeks. We've got a, a small board of about 12 uh, CEOs, and they also attend to meetings. They respond to their emails. They are really dedicated and committed to making a difference. So they interact on a regular basis, uh, and, and I think that they are going to make a, a quite a big difference in, in our country.
0: How much interaction is there with the government?
1: At this stage, there's a, a bit of a trust deficit, I would say, between business and, and, and government, There are formal structures that have been set. For example, at NEDLAC, uh, there's meetings, formal meetings that happen. um, And from time to time, there will be delegations, either from BLSA or BUSA meeting with with business. But I think there's a bit of a trust deficit. I mean, if you look at uh, the major debates taking place around the country, you'd find that in fact, government pointing fingers at business, business pointing fingers at government, and I think that's a, a very unhealthy situation at this stage. But from a business point of view, we fully understand and expect that there needs to be a very strong partnership between business and government because we believe that the country's economy is, is actually facing a serious challenge at this particular point in time. There's high unemployment growth has slowed down quite substantially. There's poverty, there's unemployment, there's inequality in society. And the only way we can get over those challenges is if government and business, get into a very strong and solid partnership to actually get this country back on track. There isn't enough interaction taking place. From a government perspective, if I was, for instance, a minister of finance, I will keep very close relations with a structure like BLSA, because I'll be talking to top business leaders, try to find solutions with them. And at this stage, that is not taking place. I'd give an example, for instance, about Davos that's taking place in the new year. I would have expected that by now, government and business would have sat down to say, what are we going to tell the investment community when we go to Davos? And at this stage, there's not been any proper preparations between business and government. And that's something that is a bit of a worry for me. So in short, the relationship is not as it should be. I think there needs to be a much closer relationship between government and business.
0: When Praveen Gordon was still Minister of Finance, there seemed to be uh, a lot of interaction. Um, is it fair to say that th- from Treasury side, there's a reduced interaction since Malusi Gigawa took over?
1: I think that the the interaction is not it should be. During Praveen's time, there were quite a number of initiatives that were initiated. I'll, I'll give two examples. There was a youth and employment scheme that was put together uh, by government and business. There's also an SME fund that was created where government was supposed to put 1.5 billion rands to support uh, SMEs and, and business was supposed to match what government was putting on the table. And at this stage, business has put its uh, 1.5 billion runs aside. And the SME fund is just about to launch, but government has not come to the party. And that initiative seems to have slowed down when uh, Praveen left government. And we've not been able to actually get government to come to the party fully. But attempts are being made to, to improve the relationship. Because as, as business, we believe that government ministers can promise all kinds of things, including creating jobs. But the people who really create jobs is the private sector. And government needs to recognize that and be, begin to work with business to make sure that that happens. So at this stage, the relationship between treasury and, and business is not where it should be.
0: But it needs to be resolved. Um, you know, Jabu Mabuza said some very critical things about government um, and he also did not accompany Team South Africa to the recent um, discussions with investors in New York. Um, do you foresee with the current leadership a an improvement in that relationship?
1: Well, what we are doing now as BLSA is to try and talk to as many of the candidates who are standing for presidential elections at the ANC conference, with a view to making sure that when a new leadership is is elected in December, there is a better understanding of the role of business. Uh, And so we're making an appeal to them to say, listen, our economy is facing many challenges and when you get elected or whoever gets elected in December, ways need to be put in place to make sure that there's a better relationship with, with business. And, and, and we're really looking forward to working with the new leadership of the ANC, but importantly, getting them to understand the importance of working with business. We we had an interaction, for example, yesterday, our council had a session with Zoelim Mkhiza and, and were making overtures to meet with other candidates to just make that point that let's work together, guys. There's a lot that needs to be done. And We need to put the economy back on track and we need government to come to the party. And as business, we are willing to play our part, but we need to see government also sending the right signals to say they need to work with us.
0: Have you met with Zanat Lamini Zuma and Cyril Ramaphosa?
1: We have made, we've sent requests for meetings as BLSA and as BUSA, and we're still waiting for responses from them, but uh, we are keen to meet with with all the candidates.
0: Mm. Does, uh, well, the private sector or many uh, private sector leaders prefer, would prefer Cyril Ramaphosa <laughs> to become the next ANC president. Uh, does the BLSA, uh, you know, have a preferred candidate?
1: Our, our view is that we, we are not going to participate directly in the election process of the ANC. Our view is simply that whoever gets elected must be somebody who's business friendly. Somebody who understands that the biggest challenge facing this nation is growing the economy. And somebody who's not going to see business as the enemy of the state or, or of the people is somebody who's going to say, I'm going to work with the private sector to make sure that uh, we bring the economy back on track. But as far as a preference of an individual, we don't think that's our place to choose.
0: But do you think, yes. um, <clears throat> hypothetically speaking, if uh, Cyril Ramaphosa... Becomes the ANC president next month. Um, Do you think it will make a massive difference immediately within confidence levels uh, in uh, in in between private sector and government? Well, our view is that, you know, it's
1: all that needs to be done is to get leaders who will send the correct signals to the business community and the investment community. Because sentiment at this stage is not very positive because of a number of issues, especially policy uncertainty, uh, attitude towards business, the regulatory environment that we are finding ourselves in. But we think that if whoever gets elected in December and sends the right messages, business sentiment will change. It's not going to be complex. But the question is whether whoever gets elected in December is going to have the guts to make the kind of messages that the nation expects of them. It's it's a complicated matter. It depends how the total leadership of the party is going to be constituted. It's not just the individual, but it's the other leaders who are going to be in the top six, in the NEC, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to have to be somebody with very good leadership skills to juggle around and make sure that, in fact, He pulls the whole team that gets elected behind him or her to make sure that the right messages are sent out.
0: Business leadership um, has uh, conducted um, several research studies uh, in recent times highlighting, you know, big businesses' commitment to investing in South Africa, the number of employees uh, they have and the critical role they play. Why um, did you do that? Um, It seems to suggest that there is not a comprehension or appreciation within government of the role the private sector plays in the country.
1: There, There are many discussions and debates that have taken place in the country which suggests that business is not interested in growing this economy. So that research we wanted to just demonstrate to government and to other business players but to the public at large that in fact... Business is actively involved in investing, is creating jobs, is paying its taxes. In other words, business believes in South Africa. So we wanted to address that myth that, in fact, business is just out there to make a profit. Yes, profit is important and business is making profit. But business is also interested in the well-being of this nation. So that research was basically trying to demonstrate that we are making a contribution. We are a big player. And that business needs to listen or government needs to listen to what businesses has to say because we're already making a significant contribution to this economy.
0: But the private sector is not always the angel in the… Obviously, we look at transformation… We look at inequality, we we look at the impact the white monopoly capital narrative um, made. uh, Do you think the private sector is doing enough to address those issues? Well,
1: we are doing a lot. As BLSA, for example, we've come up with what we call um, a contract with South Africa, where we're making certain commitments as members of BLSA that we are going to be embarking on programs to make sure that the process of transformation is accelerated within our companies, that we're going to do a lot to try and and support small business uh, through a lot of enterprise development programs that we're already doing as companies. So in other words, we're saying through that contract, we're making commitments to say, we're not just going to be waiting for government to set targets, but we are going to set targets that will exceed and targets that will be even higher than what government is expecting. To demonstrate that we are truly South African as business and we have an interesting transformation just as much as government uh, has. We've also published and are getting our members to sign an integrity pledge because we are uh, noting that in fact with the advent of corruption and state capture there's a lot of corruption and in fact private sector is not totally clean as far as that is concerned but we're saying our members will sign this pledge to fight against corruption and state capture and If any of our members are implicated in that, we will act as BLSA. But the narratives such as your white monopoly capital, we think are problematic because they suggest that, in fact, the public is, or business is enemy of the public. And we we want to contest that. We want to demonstrate that business is truly South African or committed to this country. And we're going to do whatever is necessary to make sure that, in fact, we play a positive role.
0: Just coming back to your remark earlier regarding uh, your discussions with government regarding a strategy for the Davos meeting uh, early next year, that that seems to be very concerning because it is one of the the premier platforms um, on the annual calendar where a country can actually put forward a unified face.
1: We did something very interesting ahead of 2010 where government and business went to the world and said, we're going to run a successful campaign with common messages as businesses and, and government. We think that with the challenges that we're facing, especially with regard to the, the need to grow the economy, attracting, invest, attracting investment, fighting corruption and state capture, we need to be sitting around the table as business and government to say, what are we going to tell the investment community so that we can attract investment into or foreign direct investment in particular back into the country. And we're hoping that, in fact, over the next few weeks, Government will come to the party to make sure that a meeting is convened between government and business so that we can send common messages. So we're already making requests to mm-hmm. the Minister of Finance to say, let's sit around the table and plan for this. It's a, as a communications person, I think, I see this as actually a very important potent platform that we need to use to turn global sentiment around so that we can get foreign direct investment.
0: But what happens if that doesn't happen?
1: If that doesn't happen, then the business community on, on its side is going to have to get its act together and make sure that we prepare a message that will communicate to the world. And hopefully that message will be supported by government as as we get closer to Davos. But hopefully that will still happen. We still have a few weeks to go.
0: But the rift within the ANC seems to you know, have the different factions solely focusing on the ANC leadership race. Um, and it, they may even and that this won't be solved post the elective conference. How do you foresee the, the short and medium term impact the political infighting may have on the economy?
1: Internal political dynamics within the party is, is of great concern, but also a great interest to both the business community, the public and the investment community. and. We're starting to hear some positive noises being made by some of the candidates and a lot of them are beginning to say we got to unify the party. Our biggest concern at this stage is that that conference must take place and it must be a successful conference and that it it elects leaders who have a clear commitment to fight corruption, state capture, but also bringing the economy back on track. Um, It's a lot of work that they need to do as, as politicians. But we're looking forward to them having a successful conference. That's the most important thing. When a successful conference happens and good ethical leaders are elected in December, I think that we we then have a greater chance of of turning business sentiment around. And and, and we're very optimistic that in fact that will happen. Mm. And that is why we're meeting with the candidates to just say, please make sure that the conference happens and that um, it elects very ethical leaders.
0: Cyril Ramaphosa said in Soweto last week that business confidence can change very quickly. And if the, the confidence returns, uh, we can see a quick acceleration in economic growth. Do you agree? With we him? agree
1: 100 percent. You know, the issue of business sentiment is something that can be turned very quickly by government just sitting back and saying, what are the noises that we have made that have made business people, investors to be worried about this economy? and if the leaders are elected in December and they begin to just bring policy certainty in certain sectors, for example, in mining, all issues about the charter, the fact that there's a war almost between the mining industry and the minister of mining, largely because you have a minister who's very intransigent and therefore business leaders are uncertain about what's going to happen in the mining sector. All the government and ANC leaders need to say we are going to talk to business. This is the agreement that we are going to sign with business. Sentiment will turn almost overnight, but clear commitment needs to come from government to say we will work with business and stop seeing business as the enemy of of
0: of, of the people. The mining sector is always um, referred to as an example of this policy uncertainty and the the impact it has, but it's only five percent of the current economy. Um, but it's a
1: good example. Let, let's take another area of policy uncertainty for example the minister of finance stands up in parliament and says there isn't funding for nuclear and uh, the minister of energy then stands out and says no no there will be nuclear investment now we know what impact that's going to have on the fiscus uh-huh. if the minister of finance says there isn't money in the fiscus to fund a nuclear program at least over the next 5 years and you have a minister of energy saying nuclear will happen. Already you're creating uncertainty in the, in the marketplace there and if the fiscals are not under control that's going to have a direct impact on the fiscals, and that's the worry that we're talking about and there are many other examples but mining, nuclear and there could be other areas. Land, that can, reform. land reform. There are many other areas that we believe government is not managing the policy and environment properly and largely because the focus At this stage is the faction fighting, the conference, and very little attention is being paid to policy issues that are having a direct impact on the the economy. So sort out the internal political dynamics. Let's focus on growth. Let's focus on the economy. Let's uh, clarify policy, important policy issues. I think business sentiment will turn.
0: Just lastly, um, BLSA represents the you know big companies in South Africa, 80 of them. Um, BUSA represents uh, more regional businesses. Um, do you think business is unified enough to present a objection to what is currently happening?
1: Business leaders interacting and working quite well. BUSA is the apex organization. BLSA is part of BUSA. We've got a number of initiatives such as your CEO initiatives where CEOs of companies that are members of PLSA, of BUSA, or the various chambers of commerce that exist around the country. So you're finding individual companies, individual business leaders working together. On the structure side, I think that there's a bit of work that needs to be done. For example, there's the existence of the Black Business Council, which is not participating fully in in BUSA. So the issue of business unity still needs to be put on the table to make sure that we can speak with one voice and not become victims of the factional fighting that's taking place at a political level. So yes, some work is being done in that regard, but I think that um, business leaders are very clear about the need for cooperation.
0: Thank you, Timba. Thank you for uh, coming into the studio. Thank you. Pleasure. That was Timba Maseku. He is the Director for Communications at Business Leadership South Africa.